0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: We're gonna dive into it. I, I preached this message close to 18, 19 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And um, but I the Lord gave me something different for it. So so Let me just pray this prayer. Father, um, thank you for utterance. I receive utterance in the name of Jesus by faith. I connect my tongue to my spirit. May I speak as your mouthpiece to your people. Thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So victory in the secret place. We talked about the secret place and how important the secret place is. And if you have your Bibles, go with me to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place. King James says secret place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God whom I will trust. And then it goes on. It, if you jump down to verse... 9 It says, Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall befall you or shall be allowed to befall you, and no plague shall come near your tent. Go back to verse 1 He who dwells in the secret place or the shelter of the Most High. So there is a secret place in God, it is available to every believer. You know, God saved us for this secret place. Amen. He he he's, you know sometimes people think about being saved and I heard people say God saved you for somebody else and that that's not true. <laughs> he saved you for himself. Unfortunately, believers are neglecting this place for this world. They will rather they will rather have the light of their smartphones, TV, computers than the light of his word. And God wants us to dwell in this secret place. There is a, we need to get victory in this secret place. As, as I study history and I study the Bible and I look at humanity, the number one fight is to spend time with God. And we have to fight to make this a priority. I mean, you know, there are many distractions. Go, go with me to Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two. I want you to know that his return is upon us. The Lord is at hand and he's soon to return. Whether you are ready or not, (laughs) he's coming back and we're one day closer. We're one Sunday closer to his return. Amen. Every time we get together, it's a reminder of what is to come. We have a foretaste of the world to come. So Ephesians chapter two And let's look at verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made by the flesh by hands. Uh, Remember that you were at at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers of the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. So at one point we were without God. Um, and this right here, this scripture tells us that we were without, whenever you see Gentiles, it, it means people who don't have covenant with God. So at one point we were Gentiles. We were set, set apart, separated from God almighty. And we were without this hope from this world. Uh, we were strangers of the covenant of a promise. And then it goes on verse, let's look at verse 13. It says, but now everybody said, but now, In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinance that he may create in himself one new man in place of the two, so make him peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and peace to those who were near. Let's stop there. So in Christ, so without Christ, without what we don't have hope, we're without We're strangers of the covenant of promises, of a promise. We're alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. We're separated from Christ. But in Christ, we are near by the blood of Jesus. He is our peace. It's not that just Jesus has peace, he is our peace. He is our mediator. He's the one to smash the beef between God and humanity. He's the bridge. You know, you can't, you know, the bridge connects us. So Jesus is the God man, 100% God and 100% man, and he bridges the gap between God Almighty and humanity. So it is in through him that we're drawn near. He is our peace. At one point we were at war with God because of our sins and because of the sin of sin of Adam. But now we are drawn. We draw near because of the blood that was shed so that we have access to him. And we'll talk about this access in a minute. We are now one with Jewish believers. Now we are the new Israel We are one with the Lord. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 17 says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We are one with God. So you can say, I'm one with God. Come on, say, I'm one with God. God created a new humanity in Christ. The first humanity fell from grace, fell from a place of righteousness to a place of sin, In Christ, God has created a new humanity, a new people. He said in Jeremiah that you will be my people and I will be your God. Glory to God. So now we have um, a new group of people, a new tribe. He created this humanity for the secret place. He reconciled us to God, killing the hostility. Let's look at verse 18. He says, "For through him, through Christ, we both have access in one Spirit to the Father." Everybody say access. We have access to the Father God. I don't know about you, but access. When you think about access, I think about these little um, these little passes that when when I you know you, you let's say PD goes to see some celebrity, and you know I have this meeting with. Um, Beyonce, because I want to about her, talk to her about Church Girl, um, <laughs> and so and for her not to break my soul. So I just kind of like, so I get this VIP pass, and this pass gives me access. It gives me the ability to go behind, you know, past the, com, you know, the concert and stage. I have this access to go to places that other people don't. Don't have. And so it is because of the blood of Jesus by the Spirit of God, we have access to the Father. So no longer am I a stranger. Are alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, but now I have access to Father God. I have access to all heaven's resources. I have access to angels. I have access to mercy. I have access to grace. I have access to real love, real joy. I have access. I have access to where Beyonce broke my soul, I can have access to true healing in my soul. Come on, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. <laughs> I heard the album too, come on. Uh, <laughs> And all the (laughs) cussing. I have access. Access. I'm reconciled to God the Father. We are reconciled to God the Father. Let's look at verse 19. I saw this years ago when I was a teenager. So then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God. We're fellow citizens. We, have, we are members of the household of God. The household of God could be called the household of faith. It could be called the temple of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, the Lord proportion, the Lord inheritance. We have access. It says we're fellow citizens. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus being the cornerstone. So this verse right here says, we're built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. Now, some have taken this to, to, to look at apostles and prophets as, as you know, they kind of look at it as, well, we're the foundational piece for the body of Christ. I want to submit to you, that's not what they're saying. It's really talking about the Old and New Testament. The prophets of old... Old Testament and then the apostles of the New Testament who wrote the new the, the 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 new covenant that's our foundation. And it says Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. The cornerstone is the stone that's at the corner of the building that every other stone should be like. It's the model. It's the it's the image that every stone is 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 made like. And it goes on, it says, in whom the whole structure been joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are being built together into a what? Dwelling place for who? For the Lord but for God. Go to the next one. In him, you also been built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. So we, we are, we're, we're been built up into a holy temple of the Lord, a dwelling place for God to dwell in. That's the secret place that, that, we, that, that God saved us. He rescued us from our sins, not so that we can say I'm saved now, but that now we are part of this building that he's building by his spirit for God to dwell in. We're part of that. He, we're growing up. The more you and I are like Jesus, the cornerstone, the more he is indwelling us and taking his joy and receiving our praises. The goal of salvation is to be this holy temple. There's a song that we used to sing growing up called, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary We are being prepared to be a sanctuary for God, to be a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit. He called us and saved us to dwell in this secret place. Some don't even know how to live in the secret place. We have access to this secret place. If you're born again, you have access to this place. And when it's called secret place, it's it's, it's, it's a secret from the world. God hides us in Christ. He hides us in Christ that we're dwelling in him. In him, we live and move and have our being. And prayer is necessary for the secret place. We we need to pray in order to access this secret place. But the word of God is also essential for the secret place. There's some things we need to overcome by fully receiving the word of God. Now, Victory in the secret place. What, what, what are you talking about, Pastor Dwayne? Well, I'm actually talking about how to have victory in your time with God. So today I'm going to focus on the word of God and I want to mention some enemies of the word of God. There's some enemies. I wanted to name this the enemies of the secret place. But it's really enemies of the word of God. And the first one is hypocrisy. You can't really receive the word of God when there's hypocrisy. Let's go to Matthew chapter six. Thank you, Lord. Hope you're taking notes. Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. And let's look at verses 16 through 18. It says, when you fast, and we're about to start doing a lot of fasting around here. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face and act like you're not fasting, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is what in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So we're to and if you read Matthew six, we're to pray in secret, we're to give in secret, and we're to fast in secret. that secret place. we are to we're not to do it for the appearance of others. We're not, that, that's one of the problems with with some believers. they they have hypocrisy. They want titles, they want um they they have this facade on. they're they're faking it. They're saying the right stuff. They're dressing the right way, and yet their hearts are far from God. Hypocrisy, that's the enemy of the word. That will stop God's word from working in your life. Now, let, let's, let's, let's look, look, look at the remedy for that hypocrisy. You know, um, I think I wrote here. The word of God makes you... Um, the, the realness that you can ever be. So you know, some people say, oh, oh I, you gotta be 100 or you need to be real. And what they really means is they, you gotta be real carnal. Uh, if you don't like somebody, you need to just tell them you don't like them. But well, that's not what the word tells us to do. The, the word tells us to not tell your haters what you feel about them. But the word tells us to pray for our haters um, now nowadays I, I, and I'm not being critical of what I am, I'm get, being critical of this ideology. And this ideology is like, you know God's going, and you, you know what I'm going, God's going to allow your haters to see you live to walk in your blessings. That's wrong. God, God the, the, the Bible tells us to pray and to feed our haters. It tells us to give place for God's vengeance, and God's vengeance, vengeance is to save them. All right, let me stop there. Um, so the word of God, it makes us authentically us, fully human. To be full of the word is to be real human. Humanity is not, and, and, and there's people who look at being a human as accepting your faults and your sins. But Jesus is the ultimate human. He is the example of what it means to be real and to be a human. Someone who walked with God, someone who talked with God the Father. Psalm 119, let's go there real quick. Our time is getting away. Psalm 119 We're talking about victory in the secret place. And one of the victories that we need to receive is victory in the word of God so that we can be real. Um, Psalm 119 verse. Let's look at verse seven. I will praise you with an upright heart when I have learned your righteous rules. So as I take the word of God, the word of God makes my heart upright. Verse nine, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? Verse 11, let's verse 10. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let let me not wander from your commandments. I have what stored up, I'm about to say stored up. I've stored up your word in my heart that I may not what? Sin against you. So we need, some of us are, deficient, sorry, we're deficient when it comes to the word of God. We're poor. There's a, there's a, a great, um, there's great poverty when it comes to God's word. People won't read it. They won't memorize it. They won't meditate it, but we have to store up the word. You may be reading Philemon today, but the word of, in Philemon will keep you in the days to come. So you store up the word so you won't sin against them. So whatever is inside of you will come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Because I can tell what's in your heart by what your words, the words out of your mouth. So if you can fill your, word up, your heart up with the word, then the word will make you real. The word cleanses your heart, your mind, and your mouth. You can't get more real than the word. It strips away falseness and plastic. John 15 verse 3 says, the word has cleansed your heart. You are clean by my word. You cannot clean your heart outside of the word of God. The word of God cleanses your heart. Those attitudes, the, 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 the negative way of thinking it cleanses your emotions. The word of God is like that body wash. I was about to say soap, but the body wash that we all need. It, it, it cleanses us. The word of God makes us clean on the inside. There's some there's some evilness with our sinful nature, and the word of God goes after it. It does surgery. Amen. Th- those foul words that we speak is a result of our hearts. And if we can get this right, we can get our words right. And if we get our words right, we can get our life right. Because based on the word, the mouth controls the entire body. Where the word of the king is, there's is power. In Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes four. the word of God is God's resume, his history, and his plans for the future. The word dictates to us how to think, how to speak, how to believe, how to feel, and how to expect. What to expect. We have only scratched the surface of what the word of God will do to us and in us. Christianity is a religion, contrary to popular belief, losing my religion. But Christianity is a religion of words. God revealed himself with words. To neglect the word is to neglect the Lord. The word tells us to store up in in our hearts. The word must be stored up in our hearts, upon our lips. It must become our delight. Another enemy of, of, of the word is pride. James tells us God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. You cannot receive God's word if you're prideful. You have to humble yourself. Another enemy of the word is distractions. You start getting distracted, you know, you're looking at your texts, you're looking at your posts, those are distractions. Another one is eye service. Y'all know what eye service is, right? <laughs> you, you do something for the sake of, you know, you 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 surf the internet, and then your boss comes in and you you pull back to that page, acting like you're working. Y'all act like y'all haven't done that before. Oh, you you're, you're supposed to be cleaning, and you just chilling, and the boss come. Oh man, you like man, get in it. <laughs> All right, I'm the only one who de- have done that. <laughs> Um, another one is the love of other people and things when you love. And we'll look at this in a second in Mark four, the love of other people and things that can hinder the word from working. This is a big one. We prayed about it today. It's unforgiveness. When we don't forgive, it hinders the word from working in our lives and we can't access the secret place. I'll tell you a story. Um, uh, recently, um, someone um, said they wanted to bless the church, and they uh, decided to they, they they were gonna make arrangements for to bless the church with twenty thousand. They actually sent the twenty thousand, but then they they told me that they the way that they wanted they wanted me to do some things that was illegal, and then I could keep a portion. And so what I did is I sent it back. <laughs> Glory to God. Twenty thousand, bye bye. I send it right back, and it's called push pay. You can send money back. <laughs> I was like, psh. I sent it right back, and I forgave them. I said, I forgive so and so. They you they was trying to manipulate me, and I released them. I don't want I don't want to hold anything against them, but I I don't want to deal with them anymore. So I don't trust them. So I blocked them. <laughs> but at the same time, I forgive them. So whenever I feel that uneasiness about them, Lord, I forgive so-and-so. I, forg- I release them right now in Jesus' name. Whenever it comes to my mind and those feelings, feelings, I release forgiveness. I release them right now. Despite, despite how I feel about it, I choose to forgive. Amen. So unforgiveness will hinder Victory in the secret place. You got to be quick to forgive. Couples, married couples, you got to forgive each other over the same thing. 70 times 7 up per day over the same thing. Then I tell you to pick up your underwear. Forgiveness. Then I tell you to close the cabinet. Make sure you put the lid on. Forgiveness. Don't drink my orange juice because we don't drink sodas. Don't drink my orange juice. I forgive you. I forgive you. You got to forgive your kids. You got to forgive your coworkers. You got to forgive your job. Come on. That went over real good. <laughs> I forgive this job. <laughs> Lord, get him. Lord, get him. Burn the place down. <laughs> I felt like that several times. Lord, let it burn to the ground. <laughs> no. We call down blessings. Yeah. Lord, bless them, bless this company. Yeah. Oh, Lord, strengthen them. Lord, help them. <laughs> um, we forgive people, right? Yeah. People, when people say words about us or talk about us, we forgive them. Yeah. We don't go around and talk about them. Yeah. Amen. I forgive that person. I don't have to trust them, but I got to forgive. Yeah. That's my life. I'm a forgiver because I, I receive much forgiveness yeah. and I reflect his forgiveness the more I understand how much I've been forgiven, the more I forgive everybody. Glory to God. So those are some of the ways in which the word of God are enemies. Um, real quick, um, another one is anger. <laughs> you, you can't receive the word when you're angry. <laughs> uh, let's go to James 1 real quick. <laughs> enemies of the word. Uh, sometimes Some of the reasons why things don't work out and he's trying to confess and say all the right things and it doesn't work is because of these things right here. James chapter one, verse 19, real quick. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. So we, we, we put this verse in reverse. We're, we're, We're slow to hear and we're quick to speak. Too much talking is too much. Where, where there's much talking, there's sin. Y'all know what I'm talking about because somebody's talking, you know, talking, like, talking, yeah, yeah, no, no, then they start exaggerating. <laughs> you, you just talk, talk, talk. You know, there's an old song uh, growing up, you just talk too much and you never shut up. Oh, sorry. You know, that, it's, that song, like we talk too much, even in the presence of God. We be lying to god god i'll go anywhere you want me to go now go forgive your your spouse i don't hear that that's the devil <laughs> lord you know it was her fault <laughs> lord this kid oh jesus this job this 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 loved one this friend lord i you talk too much we we gotta learn how to be quiet in his presence Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I'm God. That means to be, just be quiet. Sometimes come before his presence and just kneel and be quiet. Open your heart up. and He'll speak to things that you don't want to hear. God is interested in speaking to things about you, about you that you're not open to hear unless you're quiet. The quieter you become, the more he'll talk to you about things in your life. Amen. Slow to speak, quick to hear, quick to hear from God, quick to hear fellow person, humanity, slow to anger. We're quick to, be, to get angry. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So don't be quick to get angry. Be slow. Be like the Lord. He's slow to anger. His anger lasts for a moment, but his mercy endures a lifetime. And what we do is our anger lasts for a lifetime and our mercy lasts for a moment. We'll be angry at a person that did something to us 20 years ago. That third grader. (laughs) You still upset. You in therapy right now over that third grader. Be slow to anger. Don't allow anger to get the best of you. Anger is like a drug. You get drunk off of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some songs you get, you get your hype. Like, yeah, we won't get these jokers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we going we to let them see the real us. No, we want them to see the real Jesus in us. Yes, you, Amen. Yes. So be slow to anger. Yes. Anger with your dog. Anger with your cat. <laughs> Nyla. <laughs> anger with everybody. Just slow to anger. I'm just, thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you that the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Thank you that I don't cuss no more. Though those words are coming to my mind, I'm clean. God, I thank you. I start speaking in tongues. Yeah, get them, Lord. Get me, Lord. <laughs> okay, let's, 21. Therefore put away all filthiness, filthiness, and rapid wickedness, and receive with meekness the grafted or implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So we, we, we got to put away things. There's some things, some deceit, de- deception, anger. Put those things away. A closed heart and a closed ear. Put those things away. Thank you, Lord. My last one is um, Mark 4. This is my last scripture. Mark chapter four. We're talking about victory in the secret place, and and part of being having victory in the secret place is having having victory in the Word of God. Being able to take this Word and eat it and and digest it. We don't receive the Word correctly, and that's why it's not producing in our lives. Some sometimes we we hear the Word, and, but we don't. We rejoice. It sounds good, and we shout over it, but we don't allow it to take root in our lives. Let that Word take a hold of you. Um, so Jesus in Mark four is talking about the source sows the word. I'm not going to read all of it, but for time's sake, there, there was reasons why people didn't. Um, the word was not producing. Verse 14, Mark chapter four, verse 14. The source sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So the moment you hear the word, Satan comes immediately. Before you get out of this building, the word will be taken away from you if you don't know how to defend fight against them. The word of God, Satan comes immediately as soon as the word is sown in your heart. What, what, what am I doing? Pastor, what are you doing? I'm sowing the word. And as soon as I'm sowing the word, Satan comes immediately. He's going to test you on every word that, 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 that you hear we were in prayer today and we were praying and the spirit of the Lord dealt with us about um, a spirit of offense and being offended and how we have to pray. And we were praying against the spirit of offense, offending offense inside of marriages. You know, if somebody get offended, it's just like a big wall goes up. And so we were praying against that. We were praying against divorce. And so we have to be quick to um, watch out for Satan's devices um, every word that you you hear you're going to be tested on we we talk about prayer you'll be tested in your prayer life we talk about giving you're going to be testing in giving we're talking about right now the word you'll be testing about your word time everything we talk about love and forgiveness this week you're going to have some opportunities to f- forgive probably before the end of the day <laughs> somebody's going to get on your last nerve and you're like oh and you're and you're going to you're going to be quick to get angry the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. I release them. I release them. I forgive them. God, I thank you. I'm not controlled by my anger. I have emotional intelligence. I control my emotions. I tell my emotions what to do. You will not dominate my life. I will not yield to my emotions. How many know your emotions will mess you up? They'll just have you go up and down, da- I mean, just up and down, up and down. But you got to control your emotions. Like, nope, not so. I don't, I, I'm not yielding to you. You know, we walk by our faith and not our, our emotions. So um, let's, let's continue. It says, um, jump down to verse, um, source sows the word, Satan it, it comes immediately. Verse 16, and these are the ones who sown on rocky ground, the one who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, but then they have no root in themselves. But endure for a while, then when tribulation and persecution arises on account of what? The word, immediately they fall away. So the more words you got, the more things are going to come up in your life. It comes for the word. Satan comes for the word. Um, that accident is because of the word. That wrathful word is because of the word. That hatred, that hating on you is because of the word. So Satan comes for the word. And so that word will put you in a place of a war zone. Paul said like this, he says, because of the abundance of the word, if I'm paraphrasing it, of revelations of the word, a messenger of Satan was given to me. So the more words you have, the more war you'll be in it, the more battles you'll go through. Satan does not mess with anybody who don't have a lot of word in them. He goes after those who have an abundance of word. So persecution and tribulation do not come to make you strong. They come to destroy the word that you received. Contrary to popular songs, you know, this trial has come to make me strong. Not necessarily come to destroy you. Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. So trials come to steal you and get you down and keep you down. That depression comes to take you out of here. Mm. God is not sending these trials and these, these persecution to make you strong. What God does, he allows them to come so you can put into practice what you know. And what makes you strong is the acting upon the word. When you act upon that word, we all have the same amount of muscles, right? But, but muscles that are not used, are they're weak, and so God allows you to go through tests so that you could put into practice your faith. So thank God for not the trial, but thank God for the opportunity. Thank you for what I'm going through. Not for what I'm, the hell I'm going through, but the opportunity to do what I know to do. Amen. So when, when we're in, te- when we're in school, we're studying, we're training and, and preparing for the exam. And then sometimes when the exam comes, we, we fail because we don't do what we know. And that's where most of the church is. They fail to do what they know. It's not so much that you're not getting good word. It's, 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 you, it's the, the execution of that word. It's, you know, it's not um, the truth doesn't make you free. It's the truth applied that makes you free. You may know that doing something is wrong, but it's what you're not doing is what's wrong the failure, and so many believers are failing in doing the word. All right, let's go real quick. Verse 18, and others are the ones who sown on thorns, and, and there are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things, and, and choke the word. So it's possible to hear the word of God, and because of your the, the worries, if you, you know, worrying will actually nullify the word in your life. So when you worry about something, you are operating in faith in the devil's words. Worry is the opposite of God's word and his peace. And fear is also when you fear something, you are you're operating in faith in the very thing that you're afraid of. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of other people. You, you have more faith in what other people are saying. One of the confessions that I, I, I start saying is I'm, I'm free from the opinions of people. I'm free from what people think of me. Right. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go back to James. I promise you, this is it. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And we're talking about victory in the secret place, talking about the word of God. And if, if we could just get people to do what they know, man, we have a revival everywhere. Yeah. James chapter 1, it, it talks about receiving the grafted word of God, which is able to take, save yourself. Verse 22 But be what? Doers of the word. That's what we're failing at. We're not doing it. Half of the battle in the marriage will be resolved if you just do the word. Your finances, just do the word. Your body, just do the word. You're raising your kids, do the word. Your job, just do the word. There, there's a lot of people who are hearers. They hear the word, they can quote the word. Notice it never tells us to quote the word, it tells us to do the word. Be, be the, the embodiment of, of, of that word that you're hearing. All the sermons that you've heard, and all the books that you've read about the word, and all the word that you've read—if we'll just do what we know to do, then we'll have victory. Deceiving yourselves, verse twenty-three. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and forgets what kind of person he is. But he goes on, says, "Be not not hearers who forgets, but a doer who acts." He will be blessed in his doing. The blessing is in the doing. I know we say, Lord, let, add, the, add a blessing to the reading of your word. No, 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 no. The word is already blessed. No, Lord, add a blessing to the doers of your word. <laughs> Lord, let, let me do what I hear. Do, let me hearken, as King James says. Let me act upon what I hear. God helped me to act. That's victory. Act upon what I hear. It gives me access to the secret place. I can act. I can send twenty thousand dollars back because I, the, the, I acted upon the word. The integrity of the upright shall guide him. I, I can act upon the word of God. I, I, that, the blessing is in doing what I know. Uh, there, there's too many people who are not doing what they know. Um, it's not one more more prayer deliverance, it's one more act of obedience. And it's not just a one-time obedience, it's a lifestyle of obedience. It's obedience in the small things, a discipline, the discipline of of obeying God. That's victory in the secret place. If I'll just read the Bible and faithfully confess the word and, and you'll see things work in your life. You'll have victory where there was once defeat. Thank you, Lord. How to, how to receive the word? You know I got to have the how-to, right? How to receive it. First, you got to hear it. You got to give heed to it. And then you got to receive it. Like, I receive the word. Lord, you read in the Bible and it's telling you to do something. I receive that. I, I take hold to that. And I, and, 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 I, and I believe that with all my heart. And, and I act upon it and I speak it. It says, count it all joy. When you meet trials in various kind, of various kinds. So when I'm going through, I counted an opportunity to have joy. Thank you, Lord. I, I have joy in the midst of this trial. God, I'm not going to let this trial cause me to, I may cry, but I know weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hey, joy is some coming my way. I may be going through hell, but guess what? On the other side of that, there's some joy. There's some joy. Uh, so you receive it. And then I, I say bearing fruit or, or allowing the word to do its work in you. Lord, you know, people say fix me, Jesus, and, and work on me, Jesus. Well, how does he do that? By the word. Amen. He fixed you and he works on you. He changes your attitude and changes your belief system and changes your confession and changes your mindset. Amen. And you receive it with meekness. Yeah. With humility. And my last point is to become a proficient doer. Proficient doer. Be quick to obey what you know. Thank you, Lord. Be quick to obey what you know. And when you do, you have victory in the secret place. You know, when, when, you, when you sin, and we all sin, we, the, the Bible tells us to be quick to, forget, to confess our sins. So when you sin, Lord, I, I confess my sins to you. Lord, you're faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So therefore, I confess my sins. What I did, that attitude, or where I put my mouth on that person, God, forgive me, God. Forgive me. I, I confess my sins. And the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So the moment I confess it, the confession releases his power to clean me up. So I receive the cleanses, cleansing power of Jesus. And therefore, I'm no longer associated with that action. Now I'm associated with the blood of Jesus and the action of Jesus. I receive my forgiveness. Amen. I I, I believe that love that he has for me. I believe and, 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 and I receive that love. So when you're down and out, just say, I receive the love of God. I receive how much you love me. You love me with an everlasting love. Your love for, towards me, you love me just like you love Jesus. Lord, nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ. God, I, I, can, I can never outdo your love. That's a word right there. I can never outdo your love. God, I can never say the wrong stuff to stop you from loving me. You love me with a relentless love. With a, uh, you, you, you pursue me even when I'm not pursuing you, God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, receive, re- lift up your hands and receive his love. God, I thank you for victory in the secret place, victory in the word of God. And Lord, we receive your love. We receive your word. And God, we, we make a decision to put the word first place. God, we decide to become a doer of the word. We, we'll do what we, see, what we hear. We obey that, both in your word and by your spirit. Thank you, Lord. We forgive everybody. And we pray for those that use us. And we bless those that curse us. God, Lord, we release, we release your blessing on those who are hating on us. We release love and faith, God. Thank you, Lord. That person that walked out of your life, we release them now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We don't, we don't, we don't allow the actions of others to determine our feelings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We choose to believe your word. Every eye close, every head bow. If you hear you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sin, I want to give you opportunities to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you hear, and you say, that's me, Pastor Dwayne, I want to receive Jesus. I heard you talk about Jesus being the bridge between God, the Father, and humanity. He is the only way that you can get to the Father. So if you're here and you want to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me, I want to receive Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? Is there anyone here who would like to rededicate your life to Christ? He says, you know, I've been away from Christ and I want to come back home to Christ. Is there one? I want you to be bold and brave, brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to come home. I want to come home. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say, Father, I receive your love. I receive your grace to obey your word. Help me, Holy Spirit, to be the doer of the word of God. I want to become proficient at doing the word of God. I want to be a real Christian. I want to be a real for real, no fakeness about it. I want want to be your son and your daughter. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey. 08073 and lastly if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support contact us via email at partners at org. our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of god daily in your life by your obedience to his word god bless you